This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I don't know if you've ever heard of Project Mockingbird, but... RFK Jr. was talking about it recently. He put out a post, and he said it was an image of a, um, looks like a news headline, U.S. repeals propaganda ban spreads government-made news to Americans. You've heard me talk about this. He's talking about the amendment to the Smith-Month Act, which the Smith-Month Act initially allowed propaganda government-controlled information in other countries, but not in this country. It was amended in 2012 to allow it to go on in this country. What RFK Jr. said is, what is known is that during the Cold War, the CIA had about 400 American journalists in operation under Operation Mockingbird. What is less known is that Operation Mockingbird is alive and well today. What does all that mean? It means that the the government is censoring, is controlling, worse than censoring, is controlling and manipulating the information that we get. And it's kind of turned into the mission of this podcast in many ways to try and expose that. At least you can be aware of, of what the fake news is. It is. It's all just government-fed propaganda, little teasers. I saw it with the masks. I saw it coming. Oh, talking about mask mandates and, oh, the uproar, right? Whew! Boy, did that create a little sting. I think they probably knew that that would happen. They think, eh, let's test it and see if this, let's see how well this experiment's going along, if they're ready to just follow orders or they're going to revolt. It doesn't matter. Either way, they've already got it covered. Because the real goal is more vaccines. There's no money in masks. Come on. They want the vaccines. Anyway, the government is spreading propaganda. The government is purposely manipulating information to stir up Americans, uh, to create division, to cause destruction in many ways in our country. It's not for, for good and useful purposes, that's for sure. Add to that the corporate cooperation, and you've got yourself uh, quite an interesting story going on. Speaking of uh, interesting stories, i got a lot to talk about this week. I'm going to talk today about uh, some general news things here that I thought were interesting. A little bit about safety and security and some of the risks that are going on, and some good things. Talk about um, the overreach by the FBI, um, the police, and how the uh, attack on police. You might disagree with that. The DOJ lawsuit against SpaceX. All attacks on rights. This Kansas newspaper, we talked about this last week. Where's the outcry? Attacks, police attacking journalists right here in the United States, in Kansas of all places. Nobody has too much to say about it. 
you know, if it was in Memphis or, or uh, St. Louis, um, um, Falwell would be down there. And uh, who's these other creeps? I don't know. You Maybe you know the names. I forget. Meanwhile, nobody cares what goes on in Kansas. Starbucks paying another $2.5 million to an employee, white employee being fired for false racial accusations. Planned Parenthood. $108 billion in fraudulent claims? Wow. So, that's a little bit of what I have to talk about today. Crazy stuff. Wednesday, God willing, I'll be back. Talk a little bit about the racism going on against white people. The violent transgender movement, which is going to be a problem for many, many generations. Maybe get worse. We'll talk about the election a little bit. I'll give you a little teaser right now on the election. Uh, my wife asked me if I watched the Tucker Carlson interview. Several other people. No, I really didn't. The Tucker Carlson interview with Trump. I didn't. Uh, oh, well, did you watch the debates? No, I didn't. Oh, well, are you planning to watch either? No, not really. Maybe I'll watch a little bit of the Trump-Tucker Carlson. I really don't feel like watching Trump right now. We're not talking about any issues. Trump doesn't have to. He shouldn't. I wouldn't debate if I were him. He's going to be the uh, the Republican nominee. You know, I don't know why Republicans don't just work with him and and unite like uh, Democrats do so much of a better job doing. But none of it matters. None of it matters. Trump is going to be the nominee. So, uh, and we're going to get what we get out of that. I don't agree with Trump on everything. I plan on voting for him. I really hope he wins. This country desperately needs it, in my opinion. Uh, But we're just going to have to wait and see. That's like step five right now. Election isn't here yet. He really doesn't have to do anything but fundraise and and show up in court once in a while, I guess. Uh, I really don't care about any of these courts. Oh, the Banana Republic. Well, that's true. I would say more like Jerry Springer Nation. It's all fake. Do you honestly think that they're going to put Trump in jail? Please. You think that this Fannie Willis is going to put Trump in jail in Fulton County, Georgia, for RICO charges? How, how are you going to have RICO charges when there's no money involved? Conspiracy. Conspiracy to, to defraud or whatever they're claiming. It's a joke. It'll end up, it'll, it, you watch, the election will be over and it will evaporate. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe, maybe they will march him off to prison and then what? What a, what a disaster. Either way, it's going to run its course. Here's my point about all that, my spoiler, uh, uh, spoiler alert on the election. The thing to be watching right now is that Biden is getting primaried. Biden is getting primaried by RFK Jr. Biden, how's he going to debate RFK Jr.? How long are they possibly going to ignore RFK Jr.? Do they think that no matter what, that Biden is going to be the nominee? Are Democrats finally going to wake up and see that they don't have a vote either? What happens then? We'll talk about that more on Wednesday. I went a little further into that than I normally like to. But there's a lot to talk about. And then I have big stories on the climate scam, the war, 
and the economy, and I give you the update on that. So there's a lot to talk about. And maybe we'll sprinkle in some other things as they may or may not come up, right? We'll see what happens. The CIA controls a lot of information. It's not just the CIA. It's like every government organization now has got different communication directors and channels. So who cares? Well, we try to get the truth out. This is a fascinating story. This Oliver Anthony, this redheaded, bearded guitarist, he came out with that great little tune. They played it on Fox News. Uh, He wasn't too happy about that. He said, it's you that I'm talking about. He said, the United States won't last more than another generation unless we change course. Boy, couldn't that, how much further from the truth could that be? None, right? And so the whole thing with this guy is very fascinating, right? Comes out with this one-hit wonder tune. The video, to me, that, that was making its rounds is a little suspicious. What do I mean by that? Well, the sound quality wasn't quite matching the setting. That could be for a number of different reasons. But this is another guy, I would say to you, shows up out of thin air. Nobody knows who he is. He's not no has no record deal. Where'd this guy come from? How do you know that it's legit? We have no idea, really. Who knows? Uh, what, what kind of uh, attention could he be trying to garner or not? Maybe he is just a homegrown regular guy. How did the spotlight end up on him? Maybe social media, but maybe not. I'm always just a little suspicious. Where does this guy come from to show up and, and disappear in a flash? Very interesting, right? So you know that I like to talk about being prepared uh, and being able to def- defend yourself, protect yourself, which there's a lot of ways to do that. Not everything has to involve a a gun or a weapon, and it shouldn't. Sometimes it can involve defensive things like cameras and tripwires and alarms and things like that. Uh, Anyway, I saw this. I just thought I'd mention it. Armored backpack, which is a really interesting idea. It has a a lockable knife-proof pocket you could keep a firearm in. That's cool. You don't want to carry on your person, but you want to have it with you. Uh, in case of a certain situation. Interesting idea. Here is another thing I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know how this works. I think you may be using some of your human waste in this. But maybe not. It's a home biogas. Okay? And it's this uh, bagged contraption which you put organic material in and it creates fertilizer and in the process it says that it can generate three hours of cooking gas every day that's pretty amazing when you think about it It has this uh, tank and this digester tank and it can take up to three gallons of, of daily kitchen waste Um, 20 gallons of animal manure and produce three hours of cooking from that. Really pretty wild when you think about it in terms of uh, living off the land, uh, being able to be self-sufficient. How much of that would you need to do necessarily to be able to get some heat from it? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's possible. I would say to you, and I don't know if that's the solution. It looks like a lot. You're going to be 
you know, every day dumping 25 gallons into this thing to get some cooking gas out of. Maybe I just split a little firewood. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, either way, and I don't know, I'd have to look into it more how it works. I can't believe you have to pour that in every single day, but who knows? And maybe the whole uh, technology of it, it's not something I'm familiar with to really speak about in detail, but I have to believe that the technology that allows that could be manipulated in different ways. And I don't know if it's possible to even drill your own gas well on your own property. I'll bet you it is to, in some way. In certain places in Pennsylvania, there's uh, shallow depth coal mines where they would dig for coal on the back of their property. Like about ways to get heat, right? Interesting. Uh, I thought I'd mention this. I, I actually bookmarked it here for a different reason. This is a Halloween, Halloween prank makeup tattoo, removable tattoo. And what it is, it's like a big uh, joker smile and different versions of that, ranging from happy to scary. And I got this electric bike. Did I mention I got the electric bike? I don't think I did. Oh, boy. What a blast I'm having with this thing. It's incredible. It really is. It's got, it's a pedal assist. I mean, you can use it full electric as well. But I like uh, riding with, I, I mean, I do both. Uh, there's times when I use the full electric for short distances, but I like to use the pedal assist. It's great exercise. And basically, the hills don't exist. <laughs> you just keep pedaling pretty much at the same pace, and the bike's going to take care of the rest. And it's just a ton of fun. Just a lot of, a great way to ride. Uh, replacing my walking, at least for right now. Anyway, I saw these uh, tattoos, uh, you know, with these funny faces. I thought it'd be pretty funny. People look at me, I'm, you know, riding by on this thing. I thought, how funny if I had this face tattoo, I look by and smile with this creepy smile. My wife said, that's great until the cops get called. I said, all right. Well, anyway, the reason that I bring it up, uh, cover and concealment, the ability to disguise yourself. It's an important thing to be able to do. Ghillie suits, are you familiar with that? Cover and concealment in a variety of ways. If you're in a, an ur- a urban environment, a ghillie suit's not going to help you so much. Maybe you'd want to uh, make a ghillie suit that's meant to look like a pile of garbage. Think about this a second. <clears throat> Do you remember uh, years ago there was uh, some uh, mass murderers Two guys working together. The one was in the trunk of the car. They drilled a hole in it, just big enough for the barrel of the rifle, and the guy could see out there at the target. And uh, they were picking people off at at, uh, long distances, and it was wreaking havoc. Of course. How could it not? And then the car would just simply drive off before anybody, you know, the car might be 300 yards away. And he pops off this round, and the car drives away a little while later. Nobody even knows the difference. No shell casings to find. I don't even know how they found these guys. It, it was genius, really, when you think about it, as far as a, uh, a tactical technique. But just a, a prime example of the power of uh, cover and concealment, okay? A ghillie suit is a marine uh, sniper suit. That basically makes the sniper look like a bush, if you will, or grass, or you know they'll make it to match the terrain that they're in. It's got a lot of volume to it. You can't make out that there's a human being under it at all. I mean, when they're walking, it could be a bear for all you know, but they don't do that. They don't move like that. They're snipers sitting quietly, 
They'll, there are some cases they'll fire off a round from, you know, 1,000 yards away, 2,000 yards away, take out a target, and good luck ever finding that sniper. Imagine in an envi- urban environment that you could glue pieces of trash together to disguise yourself as a pile of trash and and sit there in a sniper setup. How incredibly um, powerful could that be? I'm not suggesting anybody do it. I'm just suggesting to you, uh, as part of your security plan, whether it's face makeup or masks or uh, ghillie suits or whatever the case might be, consider your options for cover and concealment. I was thinking about this a little bit. You know, you started talking about, like, under Stalin, where they were doing these police raids I was talking about last uh, last week. Police coming out in the middle of the night. And by the way, that guy, Oliver Anthony, I'm going to talk about it later in the week. But they're saying that he's probably on the FBI's list already. I say, well, yeah, maybe he's on the payroll. Who knows? Might be a fine line between the two. But uh, either way. Maybe some other kind of operative. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is crazy stuff, right? And I say, well, he has a, a file on him. Is there a file on me? And I have reason to be suspicious of that, different things that have gone on. And suppose that uh, we fell into a time where they were doing these Stalinist raids. You know, how would people defend themselves? And the first thing I'd say to you that you'd have to sleep outside. That would be your best defense. They were coming and, and storming the houses and waking people up. You know, if you were out sleeping under a tree and you heard the noise and just simply rolled out of the way and walked away, not much they can do to, to right? Pretty funny when you think about it. Then you know they're on to you and, uh, and you're out of there. But ha- what other ways could you, you know, provide cover and concealment? Think about, um, you know, home alone and, and certain, you know, ways you could rig the property to make it quite a bit more difficult to execute something like that. I don't know. Hopefully it never comes to that. But I thought I'd mention it just for planning purposes and discussion purposes. I don't know if you knew this. This blew my mind. India becomes the fourth country to land on the moon. The first on the South Pole. India. Who are the other countries? Presumably Russia and China? I don't know. I had no idea. I had no idea that other countries have been on the moon. Really interesting stuff. Why, it's amazing the things that we don't hear about. Uh, a quarter of Americans believe the MMR shot causes uh, autism. Listen, the, the um, what do you call it? Circumstantial evidence is undeniable. Um, Tesla syndrome, they're calling it, explains why tech is making us miserable. I wanted to comment on this for a couple of minutes. I was just mentioning to my wife, uh, I subscribe to the uh, Saturday Evening Post. It's a paid subscription. I don't have any affiliation with the Saturday Evening Post, but I do uh, enjoy supporting them, and I do enjoy what they create, if that means anything to you. Uh, Yes, I do give it a a recommendation. There was a uh, feature article that came through over the weekend and said that um, basically children need more time outside. And um, I grew up outside, and I like to be outside. It's one of the reasons I enjoy this bike so much. I woke up Saturday morning, boom, bike ride, coffee second. I kid you not. The wind in my hair, the sun on my face, I just, I love it. 
every bit of it. I rode up to the top of the hill. This bike, uh, it's really uh, better suited for uh, trails and off-road. I went down. At first, I went down by our uh, our community library, and I was riding around down there. They have a big paved trail, and uh, it winds around. It's a nice trail, wooded area. Comes pops out on this field. Went down there, went around the playground, came around. All of a sudden, the trail ends. They had it all ripped out. They're rebuilding it. Stone, not even stone down. They had a, a rolled um, dirt base. No problem. Drop down a couple of gears, fat tire electric bike, boom, right through it. We make our own roads. So fun. I really can't tell you. I cannot tell you. I want to get better suited to get out at night. I'd love to get a spare battery. Best I can tell, the uh, if you're going to you know, work with it right now, the shape I'm in, 25-mile range, something like that, you get two batteries, you could go 50 miles. That's a ride, man. Take you out there. We'll see. We're going to take it one step at a time. Uh, anyway, the importance of being outside. I, 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 even as I was riding around this weekend, um, and I had to go run some errands on Saturday. I went down into town uh, uh, down here below us, and um, I just I can't believe nobody's outside. I'm not saying nobody. There's people walking and you know people doing things, but as far as a, as a percentage of the population. Outside at any given moment, maybe 2%. You wonder why we're having the health and, and psychological and, and addiction problems that we're having. And I have to believe that that's a lot of it. Children, adults, the aging, all of it. Get outside. It's hard to scroll Facebook when you're riding on your electric bike or walking or doing something that you enjoy. This uh, Project Mockingbird that I was talking about. You know, it's interesting to throw that out there and you say, well, what's the big deal? For some reason, I thought, let me just go see the CIA's involvement in Venezuela. And sure enough, the CIA's hybrid war against Venezuela. The CIA in Venezuela, seven rules for regime change. Well, let's take a look at this. Venezuela, country 32 million people on the north coast of South America, poses no threat to the United States. Why then is the uh, United States involved in this? I don't know. Where's the, the rules? Long history. Okay. Rule number one. There's seven rules. They say work with local intelligence service. The CIA state stations in the regions have long had strong relations with local partners. Who do you think that is? News. Package covert operations as, quote, public di- uh, diplomacy or, quote, promoting democracy and or promoting uh, protecting human rights. You know, so they might come in and give money to radical groups like Antifa in Venezuela. Did, did you know that all this, this Black Lives Matter, all this Antifa, all this stuff, it, it's worldwide? Who do you, the heck do you think's behind it? Al-Qaeda, all of it. Number three, create new pseudo-independent front groups. Explain why Black Lives Matter turns on and off at any given moment. Number four, use the State Department to support existing parties that align themselves with regime change, the swamp. Build domestic support via Washington think tanks, the information that they're feeding back to the politicians. Number six, target Cuba. I'm not sure I understand why. 
CIA operations in Latin America have a way of working their way back to Cuba. Ever since the agency's invasion force was routed at the Bay of Pigs, the CIA has sought revenge. Is that what this is really all about? It appears to be so. Seven, deploy violence. U.S. regime change policies have usually required indiscriminate violence to succeed. From assassination of senior officials in Cuba and Chile to invasion and occupation in places like the Dominican Republic and Panama to peasant massacres and death squads in places like Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Guatemala, the animals of regime change are bloody. This is the CIA in Venezuela, codenamed Operation Gideon, was an unsuccessful attempt by Venezuelan dissidents and an American private military company, Silver Corp USA. This is like the wag, the Wagner Group, right? What's the difference? None. How is this allowed to go on? This country that we live in is, uh, it's sad what's happened. It really is. We no longer uh, can I stand behind this. Web 3.0, beyond the gut, I wanted to mention, not a very good segue, Operation Gideon. Well, I guess I'll mention it. Uh, there was just this article caught my eye. I'm not going to get too into it. Beyond the gut, combating chronic intestinal Inflammation to slow aging. They talk about the importance of green vegetables in the um, in the in the digestive uh, process, specifically dietary fiber, um, broccoli, spinach. I think are huge in that, as well as uh, high antioxidant things like uh, blueberries and other things as well. Anyway, I'm not going to preach to you about. It. I'm not a dietitian, but if you want to take care of yourself, you really need to understand. Um, how the, your your gut plays into that, and the foods that you eat. Some of it, some of the stuff that you you may be eating, is like almost as, literally as bad as drinking bleach. I kid you not. In terms of your digestion, have you ever heard of leaky gut syndrome? Things like uh, high fructose corn syrup. That stuff is is incredibly toxic. And just like drinking bleach, you said drinking bleach. How hard? Well, I'm not saying straight. You drink a little bleach when you go in a public pool, right? You swallow a little water. doesn't kill you, does it? might give you a little tummy ache if you drink too much, but no big deal. Your body processes it, right? And it's the same way with the high fructose corn syrup. But imagine you were drinking a cup of that bleach water every day, every single day. And that's what's happening with the, uh, with the high fructose corn syrup. Alcohol is another one. If you're, if you're a boozer, right? Uh, and you're dropping, uh, you know, six, eight whiskeys every night, guess what? You're doing the same thing to your uh, digestive tract. People don't realize this. can create a lot of other health problems. Look into it. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, I was turned on to this by one of our good friends, Web 3.0, is where basically the creators have a better share of the revenue, the ad revenue. Pretty fascinating. Uh, what's going on? What Twitter's doing is, is seems to be a prime example of it. And uh, I applaud it. I think it's a great idea. It's capitalism at its best, really. 
it's interesting that in this time of, of, of socialism and this dark time of, of taking away of individual rights, and here is this uh, economic opportunity that's uh, kind of booming, really, and may very well change the course of the Internet in big, big ways, as, and combined with decentralization. And really what this is about is, is the decentralizing of ad revenue, which is incredible on many, many, many fronts. It will be up as, as, as upending as AI. It really will. Crazy times we're living in. I'm just checking the time here. To, we're coming up on a half hour already. Uh, still got a lot to talk about. Uh, there was a couple things I wanted to mention to you. I mentioned about the electric bike. Oh, so Super Duker. You've heard me talk about our, our black dog. This, we call him Super Duker. We have a, um, a, a large top deck and then a uh, large lower deck that it drops down on. And um, there's five risers that go from the top deck to the lower deck, the steps, five risers. And then five risers from the lower deck to the ground. And it's like 12 feet, right? The, the, the depth of the top deck and the, the actually the bottom deck is uh, 16 feet deep. So it's 12 at the top and 16 at the bottom and five risers. And he will run out, he'll run out to the first edge, bound off the first set of steps out onto the 16 foot deck, land like about 16 feet out and jump off of the second set of steps and land down on the on the ground like a superman jump we that's why we call him super duker um he's he's two years old now he's not a big dog but he's not a little dog uh he's a shepherd lab mix and just a beautiful beautiful dog he really is and he's such a good boy um, I just, he's so high strong every day. I have to go out and just rip, uh, balls to him. Just, you know, I got to bounce. I got to keep it interesting, but then I got to just chuck some long ones. I just, to get, run him. <laughs> so he, oh, he's just, you know, he's constantly at the other dogs. He's constantly at us. Just has so much energy. I've had where, uh, my wife's throwing him a ball like over my head and he runs by me. And it's like you can feel it in the ground from his his paws, like almost like being at the uh, at the at the horse race track. It's just crazy. This dog is running. Well, anyway, I'm out on the bike in the yard, which is kind of funny in itself. And I'm doing 13 miles an hour, and he comes and passes me. I'm thinking that dog's running at least 15 miles an hour. Now, and and I know, and he when he put his head down, he goes even faster. I'm thinking, that is impressive. I mean, even on the electric bike, he could get me. <laughs> he didn't, fortunately. I was running around and messing with him and stuff like that. Anyway, um, why did I bring any of that up? I don't know. Uh, the dog, the jumping. Oh, his running speed. That's why I, brought, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, the other little thing I wanted to mention I finished the draft of this book, Victory in the Chaos, the Marines. Uh, what is it here? Let me grab it. Victory in the Chaos, U.S. Marines Battle for Kafji. I don't want to go into the inside of it. I'll begin sharing some of that later. Um, this is like the pre-buildup. This book, um, and I wanted to say with that, if, if it, this is my firsthand account, largely, of what happened at that battle, as well as other things. It's about a two-hour read time. It's not a big book. 
I just went back and, and read it uh, over the weekend. I'm really happy with the way it came out. It's motivating. I think this book could be a, I'm, I'm going to try and get it out to some Marine recruiters. I think that young men reading this would be, would be motivated to join the Marine Corps. I think it, it could motivate the country. I think it's an interesting story. I think it speaks to veterans. It speaks to a time in our military that was just phenomenal. And um, anyway, I don't want to go too into it. Like I said, I'm just throwing it out there right now. If you want to be updated as the book is released, you can sign up for my email list at ChristopherScottShow.com. Um, I haven't done much to build my email list, and I need to do that. This book is going to be a vehicle to do that. I think it's going to open some new channels in addition to this podcast. I don't want to get too into that right now either. It's all purely conceptual, but the, uh, the book is drafted. So I'm hoping over the next maybe 90 days that that book can uh, be released, maybe in time for Christmas. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'll keep my fingers crossed. We'll see. God, God willing, it's out of my hands. But I can tell you in, in reading it, I was just uh, really happy with the way it came out. I have published three books, two in print, one digital only, Kindle and Audible. It's not... Uh, not in, you know, paper. The other two are. Um, but I've written like 10, and this one being the 11th. And uh, the other's not published, obviously. Maybe that'll change down the road. But my point is, um, I've gotten a little practice at this, and I think that this is my best work to date. It really is. So um, anyway, I'm very excited about it. I wanted to mention it to you. And if you want to stay up to date on it, you can sign up for my email list, the Christopher Scott Show. Dot com. I don't send out a lot of emails. I'm not going to try and sell you a mattress or anything like that. So uh, I'll just keep you updated on the book. Um, security, your personal safety. Let me mention this quickly. I burned through a lot of time here, and I don't want to go too long. Well, I can always move this. I will. I will. I'm going to talk about the security. These other stories, I'm going to move right now to Mars. Yeah, I just drag that down. And that's the great thing about being your own producer. I'll just take this little happy topic and shift that down to tomorrow. Did you know that, what was his name, the painter guy? What was his name? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. He was a Marine too, right? <laughs> Go figure. Uh, Bob, Bob, uh, you know who it is. If you know who it is and I can't think of it, you're like dying right now, right? Bob, let me see. Bob. Uh, Ross, there he is, Bob Ross. We'll just take this happy little topic and move that to Wednesday's podcast. <laughs> anyway, that's not me. We do share the Marine Brotherhood, but not that very calm voice. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why I think that's so funny, and I don't know if you're laughing about it or not. Anyway, school dads, I thought this was an extraordinary story. Down in Virginia, they happen to be black. It doesn't really matter. But the kids were having problems fighting in the schools. And so the dads started showing up. And I thought, amen, look at that. The solution really is ourselves, not government. How do you expect the teachers to get in between two kids? What do you expect them to do? Don't touch my kid. You know where I'm going with this? We need to do it. Take control of our kids. 
This story was crazy to me. Inside a nightmare lockdown at a Wisconsin prison. I want to say it was in Madison. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to tell you this is a crisis in many places um, around the country where there's they're not paying the guards properly, and uh, there's not enough of them. I saw this video. This 16-year-old girl assaulted a tourist riding the New York City subway. This tourist is on the subway with their family, and this uh, black girl assaults this Asian woman in this racist attack. Can you imagine that you come to visit this country, and this is how you're treated? Kind of unbelievable when you think about it. Um, Did you hear about the historic and life-threatening floods in California? They didn't stay on that very long, did they? No, well, because it goes on every year. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable how these things like get. Oh, flooding, climate change. America, take note. New Zealand has figured out a simple way to bring down home prices. Why would I mention that when I was talking about your safety and security? Well, you ought to know. Some of this already exists here in America. I've been talking about it a little bit. What's this article referring to specifically? Well, they say the way to bring down home prices is to allow higher density. So, let me describe to you what they're talking about. Let's say you live in your nice little single-family neighborhood, right? Maybe you bought one of those cookie-cutter houses, maybe a split-level, maybe a nice little colonial with a one-car or two-car garage, Maybe you got a quarter-acre lot with a front-entry garage. Maybe you got a half-acre lot with a side-entry garage. Maybe you're really lucky and you've got one of those big three-quarter-acre lots and even a three-car garage. (laughs) Big stuff, right? Either way, even on the big, big three-quarter-acre lot, how much room do you really have between the houses? If, If there's no trees... It's not even really a lot of privacy between the yards. You know what I'm saying? I know right here behind us, there's exactly one of these developments. Cookie cutter houses, if you will. Production homes, if you will. Semi-custom at the time, I believe. On like three-quarter acre lots. It's beautiful. Beautiful place to live. Big $150,000 outdoor rooms. Two and three car garages. Most of them side entry brick walls, some of them with pools, amazing, backs up to open space, manicured lawns, never see anybody outside, but I don't know, maybe 100, 150 feet between houses, not a lot of real genuine privacy over there, you can see over to people's backyards and up and down the whole row, if you know what I mean, what am I talking about, well, they want to say, that those big old houses should be allowed to be converted basically to apartments, to a duplex or a triplex, or convert the apartment, the, the, the three-car garage to an apartment. Ooh, what a great idea. Oh, really? So now I'm over here living in my, these are probably $800,000 houses I'm talking about, right? Pretty good value, by the way, when you look at the surrounding area and what, what you get for four and five and six hundred thousand dollars. But that's beside the point. So now you're living in your eight hundred thousand dollar dream home that you never go outside anyway. <laughs> but uh, now you've got this apartment in the garage. 
Now, who's in the apartment? Well, maybe it's the parents, the aging parents, and they're very quiet and barely do anything anyway, and it's really no trouble at all. Then again, maybe it's the uh, son coming home from college that developing a bit of a taste for drinking and staying up late and playing music and friends over and the occasional fireworks and peeling out of tires at 1, 2 in the morning. And it can get a lot worse from there. Now there's cars on the street and the occasional piece of trash that comes with it. And when they plow, they have to plow around the car. And otherwise, what was a completely quiet and peaceful neighborhood begins to to turn into chaos. It wasn't designed to be converted like that. It wasn't, the infrastructure isn't there, the, the dimensional requirements of the roads and the parking. It wasn't designed for any of that. Highly, highly destructive. And it won't bring down prices at all. It won't. All it'll do is, is justify $900,000 for that house since it now has added income to come with it. This is very, very destructive. I see it going on. Where we're at here, the district that we abut to is going to get changed. It's zoning. Parts of it already have. People are up in arms. They say, oh, it's going to uh, you know, turn this into a city. They're calling it that, an edge city. For me, uh, I say, well, they're going to be. It's all going to be high end. Yes, it's going to be more congested, uh, less privacy, more things, whatever. But it'll be high end. The values will continue to go up, is what I see, and I'll move somewhere more peaceful. Anyway, I mention all this just to beware. There's already uh, laws in many areas where uh, the definition of family has been fought to the Supreme Court and won. That they can't say that. Oh, it's just because of blood relatives. So. They can have group homes, and these can be uh, recovery centers, basically, living right next to you. I couldn't imagine. I really couldn't. Uh, Just something for you to be aware of. Why college has become a total ripoff. If college is ripping people off, why isn't government doing more to protect consumers? No, they make it worse. Publishers News specifically sees a dramatic drop in Facebook referral traffic after social media platforms aren't carrying it anymore, they're not pushing it out anymore, it's too much liability. What does that mean to you in terms of security? Harder and harder to get information. Listen to this. Tell me what the real threat is, by the way. You know if it's the government, the migrants, or somewhere in between. Guardian Angels founder Curtis Silva arrested in New York for protesting migrant housing that displaces elderly Americans says that Mayor Adams is despicable. They took out elderly Americans from this uh, hotel or this housing facility, and they're remodeling it for uh, uh, migrants. Where are all these migrants going to go? There's going to be a migrant revolt. They have nothing to lose. Does anybody see what's brewing? Unreal, really. Chris Christie calls for RICO investigation into Antifa riots. Well, Chris Christie might be surprised to find that it's our own government behind Antifa. How dangerous are these these organizations, this group? I've said this before. You know, you take small-scale crimes, um, like an attack on your home. Look at what they're doing with retail. The model has already been laid. 
You know, it's if you have one lone person or two people that try to go in and, and go heist the store, if you will, security and staff basically have the upper hand just in sheer numbers. Well, now you take a mob of 8, 10, 15 running into a department store. Let's say it's bigger. Let's say it's 30 or 40. That's not a large group. How do you defend against that? You've got a serious security problem. Imagine you're in that store with your family and 800 angry migrants come running through looking for revenge for who knows what or food or freedom or whatever it is that they feel that the flavor of the day is maybe stirred up by something else. Maybe they, they start going through neighborhoods. How does it get controlled? Freaky stuff when you think about it. I view it as a serious problem. I really do. And, and the, um, the roadmap has already been laid. Very, very dangerous. Half a million U.S. jobs at risk of vanishing in payroll revision. The job market isn't as good as what they've been saying. Surprise, they always lie about this. Uh, the economy isn't as good. People are going to need food. I was talking to my son. He's in the Air Force. He's in E-4. He's got uh, jump wings. Many of these said he makes basically double what a normal E-4 makes because of these special pays. And he's talking about struggling buying food. Crazy. Um, here's the links from the USGS on the California weather and floods. Studies going back for years on these floods. Uh, seven-year-old boy attacked by a bear in the backyard of his New York home. Uh, these things, you know, even for us, uh, we don't bears. Uh, I guess it would be possible that a bear could come into our yard, but certainly a deer in our yard with our daughter could get dangerous, something to be aware of. Um, the wrong people, I wanted to mention this, talk about volume and, and scary propositions. The wrong people just got their hands on an elite drone unit. I think this is referring to uh, drug cartels in um, in Mexico or something like that. But here's another huge threat. Something else that I've thought of. You look at these uh, private military groups like Wagner, and how hard would it be for some you know, moderately wealthy business owner to begin... Uh, creating a little army, you know, so, you know, you get some, um, you know, whatever business owner out in the central part of the state construction, say, and they start buying up firearms and different supplies and whatnot, and uh, maybe fund a, a drone unit. How hard would it be? How freaky would it be? And when you look at what Wagner was able to do in their rebellion, I've said this before, you look at, um, they were talking about it in Mexico with the drug cartels. I mentioned it here on the podcast that they had these um, these logging trucks. And these are basically uh, high-capacity 10-wheelers. They've got inch-thick steel, uh, high uh, sides that they drop these logs into. They usually have a, a grapple hook on the back of these things. And uh, just a huge weight limit. I don't know who's making them typically. Um, I've seen them on a variety of chassis, I guess. 
uh, I don't know who would be uh, best to make that. Who's who is it that makes the uh, Oshkosh? Makes the, I think they're known for their big heavy trucks. I'm sure there's others, but Oshkosh is one. But I don't I don't think they're even anymore. Like international Peterbilt, I think I've seen them on a Peterbilt chassis. It doesn't really matter. But they're big, rugged, tough trucks with these heavy steel bodies. They're armored, essentially. And they take some additional plating and they add some additional armor on it and heavy weapons. How hard would it be for some construction company or some wealthy individual out in the western part of the state to create a small fleet of things like that undetected? And then drone capabilities and... I don't think it would be hard at all. I really don't. And I don't think our government is remotely prepared for it. Not in the least bit. Could you imagine if you could move a fleet of, say, I don't know. It wouldn't take much. Let's just say, let's start, pick a number. Twelve of these trucks. You take them, and maybe you put trailers on them. And you get them down inside of whatever city, maybe Philadelphia, undetected because everybody just thinks these trucks are rolling in and the trailers are equipped with who knows what you'd place them under bridges with detonation and a load of explosives maybe the trucks go on a different route and i don't know i'm just saying think about how hard would it be and then once they're inside they deploy teams with drones you could take down a city with today's capabilities how much of a threat is it? I, I, I seriously doubt that much of any of it's going on right now, but I wouldn't assume that it's none. Is our government prepared to deal with it? And think about the mayhem that would come with it. Think about, look at the mayhem that it created in Russia. Crazy. One last story for you on your personal security and your home security. California woman finds a man occupying the crawl space under her house he was living under there. She came out, and there was his arm out of there. She had to call the police to get this guy out. Uh, That could never happen to me, and I suggest that you never let it happen to you. You need to look into the technology to make sure that you have motion sensors on your property. In today's day and age, you cannot afford to not have cameras. Um, Very inexpensive. You can get an inexpensive subscription. I don't want the subscription. I'm telling you, it's... um, it's something that you want to do for your, your security. And you should have different levels of security on your property. Uh, you want to detect the threat before it's inside the house. By then it's too late. You understand what I'm saying? Lighting, noise, all things, alarms, advanced notification, the ability to get out, defend yourself. All things that you need to think about. God willing, I'll be back on Wednesday. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the taking of our constitutional rights, the racist attacks on white people, the trans movement and the trans takeover, and the topic that everybody's getting riled up about the election. We'll see if we get to it on Wednesday. God willing, I'll see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.